morning crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from a top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T fam this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto. Mario, also known as the Node Defender, is joining us. And we got Andrew, a.k.a. the Cashflow King, on this Thursday. So I'm very excited for today's show. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how Grayscale is predicting that crypto will play a pivotal role in the 2024 elections, backing it up with statistics stating 73% of the people that they responded to want their president informed about AI or crypto. As Ripple is making bold predictions for 2024, referencing companies like Amazon, Apple, and Uber in the process. They're also talking about how crypto is moving from a speculative cycle into an adoption cycle for the first time in human history. And with the largest financial firms on the planet in the process of turning digital, we break down the details, showing our community how this next bull run is shaping up to be the greatest opportunity of our era. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcasts, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So you guys can tell the theme of the episode today based on Johnny Crypto's shirt. We've got some exciting stuff prepared. And what I'm really excited to go through is the president of Ripple made some very bold predictions for 2024. The speculative hype is a thing of the past, at least according to Ripple, Johnny, but we'll dive into it later in the show. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm just, just for the record, I didn't pick the shirt because of the, the show. I just picked the, the ones of the clean clothes out of the closet. But anyway, good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there. We love and appreciate you guys for showing up every single day. It's going to be a great show with our brother Mario and our friend from the Netherlands, Andrew Cashwell. Can't wait. Absolutely, Mario. And we got some exciting stuff to get into. How are you feeling? And it's almost Christmas. You excited? I'm feeling good, man. Good morning. Good morning, everybody in the chat. Good morning, Avs, Andrew, and Johnny. I am feeling excited. I have kids, so it's always amazing to get to see the happiness and you know, in kids' faces when when Christmas comes around. Plus, I got an extra three guests in my house the last couple of weeks. They they're wearing these red clothes and they keep moving somehow only overnight. So the kids get excited every morning. They have to look for them. And I'm talking about the elves for those people that didn't get it. But I'm feeling amazing. Sending everybody love. Let's do this. Awesome, guys. We got the cash flow joining us as well. Andrew, how are you this morning? Thanks for being here. Hey, good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon, everybody here from the Netherlands. It's already dark again, the dark days before Christmas. You know, it's, uh, it's a, actually, I sometimes look already a little bit back on, on, the, on the last year. And if I see with the, my, my students and myself how, ma- how much money we made with the Smart Investor course and the strategies that I teach there and the coaching I do, you know, phenomenal. So uh, I would say uh, come to andrewcashflow.com and, uh, and I teach you the strategies. Hey, but it, lo- it will be a, a great show. And uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, to share the news with you all with, uh, from apps. Absolutely, guys. And we got Mario joining us. Mario, I want to break down something exciting before we get into our articles for today. We're going to talk about some statistics. But last night, Stuart Allroy brought a brand new update out of Ripple. And I'd like to start the show off with here. Guys, we already got 300 live listeners joining us. Show us love. Smash that like button. And Mario, I'm going to kick it over to you. But look at what Stuart Alderati had to say last night. As the biggest crypto story of 2023 was Gary Gensler suffered his worst loss when Judge Torres ruled that XRP is not a security. Yeah. That's just perfect for today's episode. But let's get started with your opinion. What do you re- what's your reaction to this news? Biggest story of 2023, according to Axos Media. 
Yeah, I mean, it was definitely the, 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 I think we can we can safely say it was definitely the biggest positive story of 2023. It was a big ruling for the crypto space, not just XRP. So uh, I agree with him. I agree with with uh, Mr. Alderati, Alderati. I think that this was uh, like the start to what we need in, in the United States as far as crypto regulation. And I'm hoping that this ruling sets forth in motion um, a framework which hopefully in 2024 will come into play. And, and finally, we can start to have some clarity and, and with, for companies in, in the United States. But I think that there was a lot of negative stories too. There, you know, we're, we're at this um, ep epicenter of, of, of the attack in crypto. And so we've seen them go after Coinbase. We've seen what happened with the DOJ and Binance. So at the same time, I think there's been a balance of negative and positive. But I really think that as we move to 2024, it could be predominantly positive, especially because of the ETFs. Absolutely, Mario. And we already got 326 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And we're going to get this thing started the same way we always do by checking out the Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That is at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. Go smash that follow button for updates all throughout the day. Johnny, when we look at some of our daily movers, it's unbelievable. Solana is once again up 11%. We broke $82 last night, and that's something that we're going to talk about later in the show. But we also got Polkadot up 8%, AVAX 4%, and Algorand up about 5% on the day. When we look at our Merlin market update this morning, we are sitting at $1.64 in total market cap. Bitcoin is 52% dominance. Ethereum is about 16%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at 43700 Ethereum is $2,200. we have got Solana sitting at $87, like I said, up nearly $7 in the last 24 hours. And we got XRP trading at 62 cents. But Johnny, let's talk about the XRP news that we got prepared for today because there was a plethora of new information that was produced by Ripple, the company. And they're talking about the predictions for 2024. But I titled today's episode XRP and XLM holders for a very particular reason. This chart is going to correlate perfectly to many of the articles that we're going to go through today. This is a conversation that uh, Joel Katz, aka David Schwartz, the, C the CTO at Ripple, was asked, why do XRP and XLM move in perfect correlation on the price chart? Well, he didn't have a great answer, but let's just compare these prices real quick before we get into our articles for today. Even when the lawsuit ended, Johnny, XLM reacted the exact same way as XRP, going from about $0.08 cents to $0.16, cents, doing a 2x in price. Well, XRP went from about $0.46 cents to just below 92 depending on the exchange you were on. And we're about to go through some serious, serious updates out of Ripple this morning because Monica Long... The president of Ripple is highlighting how crypto is about to move from a cycle of speculation into a cycle of innovation. And I think it's not going to happen just with uh, with Ripple in particular. XLM is going to profit in the process. So uh, floor is yours, my friend. Yeah, you know, I, we talked about this the other day and we talked about how they're potentially tied together through some algorithmic trading and things like that. Abs. And the reality is right now, until we see any data or get any new information, that these things are going to trade differently or or become what we call disconnected or um, I forgot the actual term that I'm thinking of. But until they prove that, it is, I think, to some degree safe to assume or fair to assume that as go one, does go the other. And so you will see kind of both of them lift off. And the funny thing, the good news, I think, is for most people here, most people have both. So <laughs> if one goes, you're going to be happy about the other as well. Um, and then at some point decouple was the word I was looking for. At some point they may decouple, but I'm not so sure, you know, for them to decouple, 
I, I almost feel that there has to be some significant news about one doing something really, really different. I mean, real adoption, real, real stuff, real narratives that matter. Um, and obviously, you know, the lawsuit win you would think would have no impact on XLM. However, when you think about them serving the same industry, if one gets clarity for something, usually the other one would benefit. So I think you're going to see them coupled for quite some time. And I think the benefit of this whole narrative is that they're providing the same type of utility to different aspects of the market. We're going to go through Stellar's website and we can even do it right now, Cashflow. But I actually wanted to start with this Twitter thread and get your opinion because this is really interesting. And it's from the Ripple president, Monica Long, an official update out of last week. And guys, we already got 365 live listeners joining us. Show us some love smash that like button and check out this update out of Ripple. She's predicting that in 2024, crypto will break the speculative hype cycles that have defined the booms and busts. Let me just, you guys, sorry. That have defined the booms and busts for the industry since Bitcoin's invention. Before the next crypto summer, we as an industry will break the cycle by paving the foundation for real world utility at scale, which entails solving compliance, usability, and integration with existing systems. The biggest breakthrough in 2024 will be compliant will be pioneering compliance for decentralized finance. This crypto winter is in fact a great season for serious builders to work on solving serious real world problems. And that's what Johnny just said Andrew, remember. 2024 is the real the world the year that the world adopts these technologies, but we're going to see real utility enter the market. We can debate how it affects the price, but even Monica Long is indicating here we're moving from speculation into innovation and adopting real world utility of these assets at scale. I'd like to hear what you take away from this update before we do a further breakdown. Actually, you see, you see a trend here. And, and, and what, what, we, what we saw is when crypto started, and a lot of crypto started in that way, was it was only a white paper, you know, only a PowerPoint presentation. That was the, what, that was the, 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 the hype before the previous hype. And then last time we had the, the big increase, and that was ETFs. Uh, sorry, the ETFs, uh, uh, NFTs. You know, and and NFTs, it was everything, and ape, ape coins, and and that kind of stuff. And now I think now we are at the point that rails are made, there is software made, there is uh, there is more serious attention, and and more and more. You know, imagine what what an amount of software is built in the last four years. That that's. That, that, that's fantastic. So I think it will go up and up and up. However, I also want to make a remark. Um, we, of course, we are in the in the cycle with, uh, with with the four year cycle with Bitcoin and the mining. And if I see it go up so fast at this moment, that and I can be totally wrong, but I also expect a dip before. So in in uh, yeah, going into the to the halving, which is May next year, and then we see again the 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 boron take off again. So you know, be careful what you do. If you say okay, it's 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 up because it's it's a lot up at the moment compared to where it was. So I think there will also be even better opportunities to buy. And uh, so uh, do not spend at this moment all your money in crypto, but uh, be wise with how you divide your uh, your asset allocation. And, and go from there. But at, at least, you know, we are in a promising time. And you know, the fun part is, and that's that's what I recognized in the, in the, in the last boring, as soon as Bitcoin makes a new all-time high, there is nobody with a loss. So everybody is a profit. 
Yep. <laughs> Keep that in mind. That's simple math right there, Andrew. And this is what's exciting for XRP and Bitcoin holders alike, is that this market is moving from speculation into utility. And Mario, I want to get your take on this. Monica Long is the president of Ripple, and she is relatively conservative. I've never heard her make bold predictions when it comes to, to the way that that the crypto cycles will function going forward. I've never even heard her address this, but she said in 2024, crypto will break the speculative hype cycles and they will build the foundation for real world utility at scale. That means they're going to be solving real world issues focused on compliance, usability, and integration with existing systems. This is the future of finance and we're not waiting anymore, right? We're not looking at articles and trying to connect dots. We're listening to the president of Ripple tell us this. So before we go through the remainder of the thread and kick it to Johnny, what's your reaction to Monica Long admitting we're moving from speculation into innovation. Yeah, I think we really are coming to that stage. And um, this actually ties strongly with a conversation I was having last night. I was over at a friend's house and uh, somehow, you know, obviously, hey, man, how's crypto doing? And <laughs> I was like, here we go. Because they're they're not very crypto, uh, I would say, savvy or, or or even investors. And so the conversation ended up being this thing about how his comments were, well, you know, it's it's too it's too volatile. And I said, well, but it's do you do you understand that it's a technology, uh, and and it's not necessarily just you know used for nefarious activities like they keep saying on 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 the media. It's like, no, I get it, it's a technology, but you know, I, I don't think people should put all their money. I'm like, well, you should never put all your money anywhere. That's you know that goes against diversification. But the 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 bottom line is there's still so many people that don't even see the opportunity and. As we keep talking like almost every single day about the, the small percentage of people that are invested in crypto, it really gives us a perspective into how early we are. And these are very smart individuals. They, the people that I was talking to, they're, they're, they, they have very good jobs. They actually, one of them shouldn't like is, is in a position high up in a company where they handle finances. And so to me, the fact that they were just addressing the fact that it's so volatile and and they're not willing to take advantage or or they're not willing to even entertain the idea of putting a little bit of money and and uh, have the opportunity to participate in what we keep comparing as the the dot com bubble right or you know the next opportunity after the internet so I think that these predictions from Ripple just to tie it all up with with what you asked uh, Abs I think these uh, these uh, predictions from Ripple are very accurate because at the same time i'm seeing the shift in people to also be like okay well i'm starting to see now institutions big institutions come into play and when i mentioned the fact that blackrock is getting involved you know the eyebrows rose and i saw a different reaction but yeah nonetheless we're super early and and these predictions i think we are coming to the end of the uh, speculative part of crypto and hopefully we start to see some of the utility kick in which is going to be exciting well, Nostradamus, they call you a man of the people, and the people are wondering, what is your opinion on this article? But we already got 457 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And you guys calling Johnny the star of the show, this man's ego's big enough. We know he's the star of the show, but you don't got to remind him every episode. And I love you, Johnny. But let's go through the remainder of this thread. And I whoa, wanna... whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Before you go through this, let me, let because me, I'm going to forget. I got too many thoughts in my head. Okay, gotcha. Uh, first comment I wanted to say is, you know, what Mario brought up is important. Think about what he said. His friend said to him, and, and my friends say the same exact thing, and your friends are all telling you the same thing. Um, you know, oh, it's too speculative for me. Oh, it's too volatile for me. You think you're going to get into something and make money? See, people want things to be safe. This is just funny. 
human beings want to get rich, but they want to get in something that's safe that's going to get them rich. Well, let me wake everybody up today. It doesn't freaking exist, okay? It's not out there. Stop waiting. Take your panties off. Put some shorts on or your long pants and grow some, and get out there and make an investment, okay, if you want to make some money because you're not going to get it. It is safe investment. So that's number one. Number two, we're talking about, you guys are talking now about, oh, we're out of speculation. We're moving into utility. Well, slow the train down because there's utility and then there's full-blown utility. And we're nowhere near full-blown utility. Nowhere even near. Internet started all happened in 1994. We didn't even see full-blown utility until 15 years later. Okay. So let's just, that's right. Scared money doesn't make money. Or did that say scared monkey don't make monkey? Nonetheless, scared money don't make money. That's a hundred percent. Remember this. We're not talking about it. Monica Long said it. No, no, no. I get it. No, no. And Monica Long is right. But here's what I'm afraid of. You know how we show the curve every day on this show and we talk about, you know, this is, I wish I had the curve. We should probably have it somewhere safe. But so it's got the speculative part in the beginning and then it's got the utility or the S curve in the end. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. We do it all the time. We show it on the show. And, and as Yusko pointed out, and, and historically, it's a 14-year window from speculation to, to full-blown utility, right? Now, I'm not saying we're 14 years away. Don't anybody get all nervous. I'm not saying that because we're somewhere towards towards that S-curve at the beginning. But we're at the – even when we start, Adams, what I want to remind everybody is we're at the beginning of that S-curve. So – because and here's why that's important. Because everybody's going to hear the word, hey, we're at utility. And like, oh, we should be at $3,300. You know, Amazon's got utility. We should be at $3,300. No. It took Amazon 20 years to get full-blown $3,300 price with utility 20 years later. So my point is, just because you hear the word utility or utility is starting doesn't mean we're at the price point appreciation that you're going to get when you're at the top of the S-curve. The time to go from the beginning of utility to full-blown utility, that alone is another four or five, you know, several years. So I just want to make that point very, very clear. There's a difference between being one years old and 10 years old and 30 years old, right? And just because you're born doesn't mean you're at the top of the curve. So I just want to make that very clear. I get what you're saying, and I think it's pretty relevant because in 2024, we're going to see the beginning of adoption, not the full-blown implementation of this technology. That's and another thing that's really good to keep in mind is like, that's actually a positive thing if you're a long-term investor, because you're earlier than you'd like to be. It'd be awful if you were sitting there like, I've only accumulated 10% of what I'd like to, and now we're rocketing and then I missed the opportunity. It's actually the opposite, guys. You got plenty of time and we're only beginning the 14-year S-curve. You don't have to listen to Johnny Crypto. Listen to Mark Yusko. He says it the exact same thing every time he's on this show. But Johnny, we got 483 live listeners joining us. Thank you for being here. Show us some love and smash that like button. And let's rock and roll through this Twitter thread here. But let me put Mario on screen so I can read this thing behind the scenes. Monica Long said in 2024, crypto will break the speculative hype cycles that have defined the booms and busts for the industry since Bitcoin's invention. But as we scroll down to the second tab, she says, this crypto winter is in fact a great session for serious builders to solve and work on ser solving serious real world problems. Compliance and transparency in 2024 in 2024, it's not enough to be compliant conscious. The industry must be a compliance first to keep our customers and users safe, gaining back the trust that we've lost following the magistry industry blowbacks. Johnny, I'm coming to you because I'm tying this into the article I found right before the show this morning. The Prometheum man has returned. And not only has he returned, he's leading the charge in America. This is shocking. 
They are they are allowing, listen to this, guys. Prometheum earns a final regulatory nod to try and hand at fully compliant crypto. What's going on here? Well, it turns out they've obtained approval to clear and settle digital asset securities trades. That's from the SEC, Johnny, and I don't want to waste too much time, but I think that just fits perfectly into what I broke down. We're talking about innovation on one side, and then we got this man, and I'm trying to be nice here, and I'm trying to censor myself, but this guy, I thought he disappeared. Now he's back on the scene. He's leading the charge. I'm going to give you the floor before we kick it around the group. What do you think about Prometheum CEO not only being back in the scene, he is the only company in the United States to have obtained approval to clear and settle digital asset securities trades. Floor is yours. Well, you know, Abs, I didn't realize the Karate Kid uh, season episode five, six, whatever we're at season six, right? Has been ter- Terry Silver is back. Okay. Unbelievable. This guy just won't. There he is. He just looks, a, he looks, a, he is a criminal. He looks the part. But, uh, you know, Abs, I, where is my, here it is. I'll, br- I'll bring the sheet out because, you know, for those of you in the car, I'll read it though. This is why this man must have something. It's not what you know, it's who you know. He's got to have, you know, some photos on somebody at the SEC or he's got friendships. Something's going on there because why would this man and his company, which is Chinese-based, a good chunk of it is Chinese-funded, getting permission to operate, you know, uh, you know, uh, what's the word, legally in the U.S., SEC approvals, everything, and then poor Ripple, who tried to do everything right, gets slapped with a lawsuit because, well, we know the answer because it's not what you know, it's who you know. And there's obviously some connections there between our man, Terry Silver, your man, Terry Silver, and whoever the hell else he's got friendships in the, you know, down at the SEC. You know what? I bet you if we dug deeper, there's probably some campaign distributions going on around here. But nonetheless, I, I'm just baffled by the whole thing, Zab. I'm completely baffled of how this one company could get clarity and approval. And then everybody else that goes to the SEC can't even find a form online. It's, it's It doesn't make sense. It does not make a lot of sense, guys. But Andrew Castle, I want to get your opinion. We're about to break down this further tweet in the thread where Monica Long is identifying how players like BlackRock, Fidelity, PayPal, and Visa are already integrating crypto into their services. But we bring up the article about Prometheum because I think it just exposes where we are today. The best technologies aren't winning. It's whoever gets the free pass from the regulators, at least for the time being. But that being said, Andrew, I'd like to get your opinion. Yeah. I'm not so sure if I'm so happy with that cooperation. Because we know Gary Gensler is frustrated about losing the lawsuit. So what is he doing? I think he is now trying to build a sort of infrastructure that can that can handle uh, securities so that he can say, okay, you know, guys, it's all securities because in the end, I must be right. So And we have already an infrastructure where you can trade it back and forth and, uh, and we go from there. And then it makes his case easier to get other people who want to go forward with innovation. And maybe there are people that don't care about if it is a security or not, or or a commodity or something else. So I think he is building a sort of environment so that uh, the the narrative that crypto is a security is, is easier to be accepted because some infrastructure is there. And maybe I'm just talking rubbish but i think that that is something that can be behind this uh this this, this cooperation because it's it's too weird that 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 a company gets green light for everything and to work and to make it legal and but only in the scope of crypto and and crypto assets and and, and digital assets are securities so that's my two cents on it and the fact that we're still calling these things crypto asset securities 
Five years from now, that will not be the label in the United States. I firmly believe that, guys. But we got 513 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And Mario, I'm going to come to you first on this Monica Long tweet because she she was putting out some insane predictions. Listen to this one. Integration. Within the past couple of years, we've seen many more traditional financial players such as Fidelity, BlackRock, PayPal, and Visa integrating or partnering with crypto native companies to offer crypto and blockchain services or products. The way forward is a happy marriage. Blockchain will not replace the banks. The ability to settle payments instantly across borders without the need for a middleman charging extraordinate fees has benefits for both merchants and consumers alike. And crypto can provide this unparalleled reality for institutions in the United States. And that's what I love, Mario, because it's it's not about whether this enhances their product. It's about which products they're going to decide to use because we know whatever they decide will be a huge winner. And Solana, I mean, it looks like that player more so by the day. We listen to that project and what it's trying to be. The narrative for this bull run, and I want to give a shout out to Gonzo because he always talks about this. The narrative for this bull run is going to be the Solana is a better Ethereum. It's not the Ethereum killer like Cardano was. It's the better version of Ethereum. So narratives drive this market, at least for the time being. But I'd like to hear your reaction about large players already integrating crypto services. So is that entertaining the idea that we could see Solana flip Ethereum this bull run? That would be super interesting. Yeah. That would be interesting to see, to finally dethrone Ethereum off of that number two spot. But uh, I think that, you know, what was said in that in that tweet abs, those are the exactly the type of, that's exactly the type of information that we need to be paying attention to. I don't care if every day people are coming up on, on you know, NBC, all these different uh, news channels and so on and so forth and saying that crypto is bad and that crypto is used for illegal, illegal activities and that, you know, uh, crypto is the worst thing ever and it's not going to get anywhere. If we're seeing these companies and we're seeing these institutions that have somewhat of an impact to create, they're creating partnerships, they're partnering up with crypto related companies, they're partnering up with blockchains, they're uh, researching, they're creating patents, they, they are moving towards the direction of blockchain in some sort. That's exactly what we need to be paying attention to. We don't need to be listening to what they're saying in mainstream media because the it, the the uh, clues are telling us that this is the direction that we're going towards and crypto is going to be at the center of a lot going forward. It's not going to be just a cross-border payments. It's going to be so many different sectors. And we keep talking about it on the show with gaming, with uh, you know the cross-border payments, with smart contracts, with tokenization, NFTs. I mean, it's such a big spectrum that crypto is able to reach that to be paying attention to mainstream media is you know, it's just a mistake. You really have to be looking at these at these clues that these big institutions keep putting out. And Mario, I mean, Johnny, there's a lot of uh, Twitter threads that we're going to go through today, but I want to get into this one next because this, this was another 2024 prediction from global customer success at Ripple. And this was Aaron Spears here. Let's look into what he had to say in these first two tweets, and then we'll pause it and get some comments from you. Instead of crypto native startups driving nearly all Web3 adoption, as we've seen in recent years, we'll start to see more traditional brands and Web2 companies propel mainstream crypto adoption. I we've said that for so long, Johnny, that pretty soon, and I think it's going to be in 2024, the marketing campaign of the century is going to begin for crypto. We're going to see it on every crypto news network. And right now I have a friend, his shout out to Barry. He's like 75 years old. He still teases me about Bitcoin. Cause I don't even give him the XRP stuff. He thinks I'm a Bitcoin guy. He's like, how's that Bitcoin? Well, little does he know this is all happening behind the scenes. And that's what I mean. The older people still are not, they're not coming around and older people. I mean, the, the 75 and up, I guess. 
Back to this article, it says, to date, this has largely been led by companies in the payments and traditional finance space like PayPal, MasterCard, JP Morgan, and Citi. But with the apparent thawing of crypto winter, more legacy players are leaning in. And we'll start to see tech leaders entering the fold and integrating crypto and blockchain into their businesses. Think about Amazon, Uber, and Apple. I'm going to pause it there for some comments, Johnny, because this company is very intentional. They don't slip those companies in here without knowing so. Now, I'm not saying that they're using the technology. I'm saying they know that these companies are going to leverage blockchain products starting next year. That's my assumption. What do you take away from this update? Oh, first of all, why are you busting on boomers like Barry? Poor Barry. But no, I get it. Uh, you know, people associate crypto and Bitcoin, especially the older folk who aren't paying, you know, who aren't so deep into it. A synonymous is one. But the reality is they're separate. But in terms of those companies, you're right, Abs. This space has been, and I've been saying this over and over on the show, has been owned and occupied and played with by little nerdy, geeky people and small companies and things like that. Well, that's about to change. This whole space is about to get revamped like you've never seen before. The big boys have decided now that they want a piece of this pie. Okay? And so that's going to happen on all facets. The finance side of it, the tech side of it, everywhere. All elements of it are going to get adopted in. Amazons of the world are going to start figuring out blockchain technology and incorporating the back end. The financial world is going to figure out how to adopt it in. There's going to be new products coming out. Some will be front-end related. Most will be back-end related. But the reality is, yes, it's going to get its fingers. It's going to get – it's coming. I mean, let's, let's just here's, – here's the telltale sign. Google, who you can't even say the word crypto. We're not even a crypto company. Hey, we're just a software company, and we can't advertise on crypto on, on Google, right, because of crypto. But now, in 2024, Google has decided to change their policy. The word crypto is no longer going to be that bad of a word. You can actually begin to advertise on, 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 on Google in 2024. Okay? So that's big because we know how powerful their reach is. Then you've got the BTC ETF coming, which is going to wake the whole world up and legitimize the space. Abs, and then you're going to get regulation. That's gonna come. I mean, this space is going to blow up. Like we've never seen before. We are in such a great spot. Just sit tight, hang in there. I know there's a bunch of people battling in the in the chat over there over you know web bitcoins and shit coin and XRP is gonna be the one. Listen, they're all gonna go up. That's the bottom line. I'll just tell you simple. They're all going up. We're all going up. Now we're gonna come back down. Some aren't gonna survive. A lot of them are gonna go away. And then there's a period called consolidation. That period. After you get through all the speculation and all the dust falls and start things start crapping out, just like in the internet, we're we're still we're not in the 2000s yet. We're still in the 90s. Things got to pump. Then there's going to be a real crash in this space, and that's when all the money that was made during the pump comes in and buys all the stuff that dies that has some value but can't survive on its own. Those guys all get bought up. That's consolidation phase, and then after that, boom, you start heading into the utility and the S curve. So. We're just so early in the be the beginning. You just got to be excited about the fact that, God, just be patient and have an exit plan. Make sure you got an exit plan. Seriously, because if you even just look at what happened in the past, and we're going to talk about what could happen in the future for XRP here, but look at what happened in the past, guys. If you were able to take profit right up in this range, you would have been able to have all of those funds to DCA back into XRP. So taking profit doesn't mean you're exiting the, the, the product. It means Correct. you're saying, I've got to... Fake numbers here. I've got 10,000 XRP. If we see $10, I would be foolish of me not to realize at least 10% of my portfolio, at least 5%, whatever you're comfortable with. 
That's what we're advocating for. And that's why we always talk about having an exit plan because we've been through these bull markets. And believe me, check the scars on my back, Johnny. We've been through the bear markets as well. Ooh. Just learn from our mistakes so you don't have to make them yourself. And this is what's really happening on the XRP price chart. 2,100, and this was about a week ago. So let's call it 72 days and counting. Many believe that this is due to the XRP being labeled an unregistered security. Well, will we break all-time high? We've got so much positive news entering the market in 2024, Johnny. And the question I asked our live chat today and respond to this so we can address it at the end of the show, sure. do you think Stellar or do you think XRP has a better chance of breaking all-time high in 2024? So I want to hear that from our listeners. But think about this. The price chart, and we covered this previously as well, is showing a golden cross. And we got this indicator at the end of November that is one of the most bullish things that we can see on the XRP price chart. It's when the 50-day passes the 200-day. And this is something that's only occurred three times in the 10-year history of XRP before. So while we're looking at the Amazons, the Ubers, the Apples getting ready to enter this space, some of our favorite assets, their price charts are looking more bullish than ever. And so if you're not ready for the games, you're going to be surprised. And trust me, you're going to feel more anxiety when your coins are pumping than yeah. when they're dumping. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I want to chime in right there. That is so important. I'm very calm and I love, absolutely love, and I think Andrew can attest this too. I love the bear market. I really do. It sounds corny, right? Like, why do you love the bear market? I'll tell you why I love the bear market. Because the bear market, I don't have to really worry about stuff. I don't have to check what's going on. I don't have to make be ready to make decisions. I can just buy. PCA, look at it. Everything's cheap. Everything's for sale. It's like, oh, it's like, you know, you know, you know, go to the store where we like to go to the store, go shopping when things are on sale. It's like the bear market, everything's on sale, right? I love the sale price. But when you get into the bear market, I mean, sorry, the bull market, you know, I've only been through one, but I can tell you it was the most stressful time in my life, the last one, because when stuff starts going up, you got to start making decisions. And, and, and again, now this one's going to be a little different for me. Why? Because, because I got Merlin, right? Merlin's going to just tell me, hey, you already, I already pre-programmed my, my, my targets, right? Abs, as things go up, I'm just getting out. I'm just going to sell. So it's going to be a little less stressful for me. If you haven't created an exit strategy and you want to stress, then don't create an exit strategy. But if you don't want to go through that stress, create an exit strategy. Click on the link below in the show. Free 30 days to try Merlin out. You get to see how it works. You get to even play with the alerts. Abs, people have like set fake alerts to see if it works. They're like, Yes, it works. Like, <laughs> yeah, they even tested it. They're like, hey, Johnny, I've said a fake alert and it worked. I'm like, yeah, no kidding. I spent two years making sure it works. Right. But the reality yeah. is, so click on the link below. Get your get your exit strategies free because abs so important because you are right, man. It the bull market can be stressful. Oh, yeah. And let me reiterate this 30 days free, guys. So we're not selling you something. Click on the link, try it 30 days free. And then it's literally one click to disconnect your credit card. It's not something where you have to fight. I've seen some of these apps are horrible. They try to lock you in with the credit card information. You're looking at who created the app. That is not what we're about. If you want to cancel your application, it's literally one click. And I want to give a shout out to Johnny because he made that a huge point when you were building it. But let's get back into the Ripple news. I want to shout out Mario. Mario, welcome back. I gave the people an update. He lost his power. I guess he hacked the system. He's back in, guys. So they can't stop us here. But this is an update from Joel Katz out of uh, Ripple. The chief technology operator gave his thoughts on 2024, and some of his predictions involve real-world asset tokenization. Real-world asset tokenization will drive the blockchain economy led by real estate and commodities. Tokenized real-world assets on the XRP ledger will enhance collateralized loans, improve interoperability, and attract institutional adoption reshaping the financial sector. XRPL will be a leading blockchain enabling these use cases. And Johnny, 
That's a line right there. Nobody put a gun to his head and made him say it. He's saying they're going to use the best technology that's available, and the XRPL appears to be that information. So, Mario, I'd like to start with you. Do you think we're going to start seeing tokenized assets on the XRPL in 2024? Oof, 2024. Uh, I'd love to see it. I mean, I think that the more value we can bring to the XRPL, obviously, the better it is for XRP investors. But uh, I think we, we, I mean, we're definitely going to get tokenized value coming into into blockchains that i think that that's inevitable at this point i'm seeing also coinbase make strides in that direction uh they're they're working on uh you know tokenized assets along with collateralized loans and they put out a video last week where they show the 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 software in action they show like the the, the entire process which was really really cool um so to answer your question, I, I don't think 2024 is going to be the year. I really think that we need that regulation and framework to come first before we can start to see that type of stuff to happen, especially in the United States. But I think we're getting there. I, and and I hope that I hope that we do get it in the XRPL because, you know, as an XRP investor, I believe that's going to be positive for, for the price action. Well, Andrew, I think many people would be excited if we did see tokenized assets in 24. But Mario makes a great point. We need regulation before we see adoption in the U.S., but this is the first question I want Andrew to answer this that comes to mind. Do we need regulatory clarity in the U.S. before we start tokenizing on the XRPL? It's not a it's not a United States product. This is a global blockchain product. We could easily see companies in Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, the UAE begin to leverage this technology while Gary Gensler says, absolutely not, unless you're BlackRock. But floor is yours, Andrew. <laughs> unless you're BlackRock. Yeah, that's a good one. So do you need regulation? I mean, yes, you need regulation as a company when you are working uh, uh, with, with blockchain because you want to have the certainty that you're not burning money to, to, to build or to develop something. You know, I'm also, as, as a side hustle, I'm also uh, an advisor on, uh, on NFT projects and how to implement them in existing applications for companies and, and, and so on. This, this week, actually on Monday, I had, I had an, uh, a meeting with a company in Riga. That is in Latvia, you know. There are working 400 people on blockchain. How many? 400 people. Smart contracts, tokenization, uh, decentralized centralized exchanges, NFT marketplaces, custom blockchains, peer-to-peer -peer lending, uh, betting platforms, crowdfunding, crypto payment gateways, staking platforms, metaverse projects. It is an enormous company, and they they just work from from latvia you know this is what what's happening in 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 in, in on the mainland in, in europe and if 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 the us wants to cope with and, and wants to also come in the same speed they better hurry up because these companies are growing like uh, so fast it, it's fantastic you know and i spoke with the, with the manager uh, about uh, the, the the managing of uh, marketing and sales the lady, she knows everything. You know, we are we are talking here a lot about crypto and stuff. She knows everything, and there wasn't a single thing that I could ask her that she was not aware about. And and you know, and that's what's happening. She was maybe, I think, thirty five years. She was the co founder of that company. So you know, this is developments that are happening, and it is developing outside outside the U.S. at the moment. Will it also be in, uh, in, in, in Asia? Of course, and in China. And, and so we need regulation. And the, the, yeah, also if, if US don't want to be uh, yeah, left, left behind because the train left the station 
And if you don't jump on the train, you will be left alone. Johnny, you're going to like this stat too, because 73% of people said they want their presidential candidate to have an innovative perspective on AI or crypto. And this is a poll out of Grayscale. Shout out to us because we were saying this last year. We knew that this narrative was going to come up. Maybe we didn't focus as much on AI, but the name of the show is Good Morning Crypto, guys. And Good Morning Crypto. Shout out to you because you said and you thought they would bring it up in the in the presidential candidate. I actually wasn't sure if they would or wouldn't. So shout out to you on that one. They did bring it up, which tells me that it's even more significant that they're bringing, you know, some attention to it, Abs. I really think that's important. Now, I was of the opinion of Andrew until a few weeks ago. I'm a little I'm a little different now. A little feel a little different of uh, that that the US has to have regulation because there were a few videos I was watching of I forgot who it was. It was one of the fintech conferences. And the guy was talking about in the past, or the companies were saying, you know, when they were ready to start the space, they'd say, well, what's going on in the U.S.? What are they doing? Regulatory-wise. And now, these same companies are saying, they don't even care no more. They don't even look at the U.S. They've realized that the U.S. has decided that they're not going to, they're going to move slow on this. And now these companies are like, you know what? We're moving forward without the U.S. We don't care. Mm -hmm. So the reality is, I think to your question, of doing the regulation anymore for this stuff to really happen. Not, no, I don't think so. I mean, the, uh, so people are going to take that out of context. If we have regulation in the U.S., it's going to be the best thing for crypto. Okay, don't get me wrong. We want that. What I'm saying is, though, to answer your question, do we absolutely need it for this space to take off? No, not anymore. We would have years ago, and a few years ago we did need it, and that's why it took a little longer to happen. But now we don't. It's been pushed overseas. All those companies have put stakes in the ground, and they don't care anymore about what the U.S. is doing. They're going to drive forward without the U.S., and then the U.S. is going to have to play catch-up. And I think that's what's happening now. So uh, if we want to see fast acceleration, yes, we want the U.S. But do we need it? No, absolutely not. Not anymore. And that's sad. And let me just make a point. I'm going to play this video right here, but think about this, guys. The reason that Johnny's making that conclusion is because they've – I don't know a better word for it than pooped on their reputation over the last five years. Not only have they proven that they're nefarious, we haven't even seen the Ethereum connections come to light. We haven't seen the SEC be held accountable for why they sued Ripple. And these are the people who are creating regulation today because this man from the Bankers Association of America is trying to shut down products that will prevent his business from making money. Let's hear what he has to say because he co-founded Elizabeth Warren's bill. Warren and I have authored the Digital Asset Anti-Money Anti Laundering Act that represents a step in the right direction. Again, I think that this is a light touch. The first thing we did is we went to the American Bank Association and said, help us craft this. And I don't know if you saw Senator Warren's uh, hearing with Jamie Dimon yesterday, but Mr. Dimon said basically, in his opinion, crypto was only a tool for criminals. Um, and I think, that, again, it's that light touch. One percent uh, of criminals, as opposed to a heavy Less. touch as well. That's about all I know about crypto. Hey, I'm, I'm going to craft a bill, but I don't know nothing about the bill I'm going to craft it about. I mean, it's just comical. That that guy didn't even know the name of the bill that he signed it. You know, what I mean, yeah. this is just embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the U.S. It's embarrassing for him. It's embarrassing for everything. But the reality is, that's how the world works. So you could either, you know, sit there and, and bash your head against the walls to to why, or you could just look at how it works, understand how it works. It's money driven. And there are systems and companies out there that are making money today. Um, um, 
that that, that don't want to that they're threatened and don't want to lose it, and they're going to do like any back animal backed in a corner would do, right? Any any animal is going to defend itself. It's going to fight to the end. It's going to try to protect itself, and that's what you're seeing. That's why, my friends, we're in what Yusko and 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 Mandela and all the other people call the then they fight you stage, because you got old money fighting new money. And, and what I when I mean by that is the companies who are making money with the current system today are very happy and don't want to see it change. They're going to fight to stay alive. And the new money that's invest, thank you, Andrew, the new money that's fighting for this new innovation to come in so they can drive it and make profits, they're fighting. And so this is a massive fight you stage. And typically, in the end, technology always wins. Smarter, cheaper, better, faster technology always wins. So we're going to win the fight. But we get to we already it. won. Like we already like won it. We're just watching the sausage being made during this. You know this. this there we fight. go. Yeah, exactly. It's and so it's hard for me to not make jokes when you team me up like that. But I'll prevent myself because I'm mature, my friend. We got 450. Or sorry, we got 503 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We titled the episode about Stellar. Let's get into what's happening between Stellar and MoneyGram of Q1 2024. Mario and Andrew, I'd love to start with you. The non-custodial wallet will continue on MoneyGram's remittant focus, allowing users to easily convert their digital assets to fiat currencies. Payments processor giant MoneyGram is set to launch its own non-custodial wallet in Q1 of 2024. The wallet will be built on top of Stellar Network and hit the market in the first quarter of 2024, like I've said seven times. Using the Stellar Network, Money, MoneyGram will leverage the fiat on and off-ramp services to facilitate instant transactions. And there will be no charge for this technology until June of 2024. So think about that, Mario. Not only are we seeing these assets be speculated about, we're seeing that technologies come to fruition. The biggest companies, the biggest money processors on the planet are already using Stellar. That's crazy. We don't even have to talk about, oh, they're using crypto. Maybe they'll come around. They're using Stellar. They're using XLM for that technology. And it's because of what Johnny always says, cheaper, faster, better. Floor is yours, Mario. Yep. The, these, you see, these products are, all these developments and the products that, that are coming, going to come out from crypto and blockchains, this is what's going to, drive, going to drive adoption forward. And the fact that MoneyGram is set to launch a non-custodial crypto wallet, that tells, that tells me that there's going to be a crypto product that's going to be put in the hands of millions of people because millions of people are using MoneyGram around the world to send you know money back and forth so the fact that they're they're going to be putting this in the hands of millions of people this is the kind of thing that will um accelerate somewhat the not just the trust in in the space in the crypto name but also uh, accelerate the the pace at which people are adopting the technology and this is going to create competition so what I'm looking at when I see this is I'm looking at PayPal come, come out with something to compete against. And I'm looking at other financial institutions that offer similar services to come out with a product to compete. Coinbase is already doing it. Coinbase with their self-custody wallet, they're already, they're already offering people the ability to send money instantaneously and near zero fees, which is groundbreaking and and again that pressure and that competition is going to drive the space forward and we're going to see financial institutions like the big guys like moneygram and eventually even banks have no other choice but to have to adopt some of these crypto technologies or some of these are existing technologies in order to to keep up the pace with what uh what's being offered out there you know I want to touch on this point because Mara just says something so important. We talked about this Tuesday night in our Merlin Spaces. If you're not coming and joining our Merlin Spaces, by the way, 
Tuesday night. And no, a lot of you aren't because we get a lot of people here. You guys should come and check out those every every other Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. The reason why I'm saying that is we get some really bright people and guests on there and said some great stuff. Cypress had joined us. Cypress X or whatever his name is there, Abs. You know, I'm the guy always talking about crypto. And he brought up a really good point. And Mario just touched on it. This is going to take off this space when companies make it easy for people to use the technology. Nobody can buy this right now. 4% of people in crypto. You know why? Because it's too damn hard to use. Every single one, every single one of my family and friends that are in crypto are in it because I went to their house and I set up their accounts. They didn't understand it. It was complicated. They didn't have the, you know what I mean? It's not an easy thing to learn to figure out, put in, and then put in private keys and then put coins and addresses and worry about sending the money in the wrong place. People are very nervous about that whole experience. Cypress section seven point. When this becomes simple to use, that's when it blows up. And you know what it's going to take to be simple to use? When it starts getting put on cell phones and cell phones, you can start using stuff on your phone without even having to think about it. And okay, boom, I just sent you crypto. I sent you this and that. And all I gotta do is wave my phone or do something. When it gets to that simplicity, that's when you know, see, uh, this son of a bitch gonna, gonna skyrocket like you've never seen before. It has to get simpler for people to use. And right now, we're nowhere near that right now. But all these companies know that. They're all working on reducing the barrier to entry to make it simple to use. PayPal, Cash App, but they all got crypto right now. They're all they're all gearing up. They're all getting there. It's only a matter of time. We're on the cusp. But man, when it's on the cell phone and I can just swipe and send you money, it's game over. Can I say something to it? About, it, it the whole story reminds me about this book. This is this is a book and it's called What Would Google Do? And that's a book from 2009. Yeah, and it was so inspiring for me. And what was the message in this book? You know, you know, this actually what would Jesus do? But this is what would Google do? They gave away. They they was the they 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 were the fastest growing company in in those days. They gave away all kind of applications on the mobile phone. You know, we have the search engine, the Google Maps, the Gmail, the messaging, the a lot of stuff. And the only thing what they cared about was users 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 and users and that's adoption and look now where they make their money with advertising so they have an enormous amount an enormous network where they they make a lot of money with 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 advertising it's it's one of the biggest companies in the world now so and i think when we want to have adoption in crypto we need easy applications just as johnny said because then People will start using it. It should be, in the beginning at least, it should be free. And then we will see it skyrocket if, if, it, if they are applications that are really useful. And, and, you know, money transfer for almost free is a very useful application. Keep it almost free. And the first adopters who do this, they will make the most money in the, in the near future. And just like, what, what would Google do? Absolutely, Andrew. And I think it's no coincidence at all when we look at the companies that were referenced and what you just identified with that whole analogy. Ripple's president is calling out specific companies here. MoneyGram is already leveraging stellar technology, yet she decided not not to cite them on this list. And I think that's relevant, Johnny, because she talks about PayPal. She talks about MasterCard. 
We know for a fact that Ripple is not only communicating with MasterCard, but collaborating right now. So I don't know if JP Morgan's going to be on that list. I would say no, but Citibank, I've also read articles where they've not only had private meetings with Ripple, they've talked about the utility of Ripple's products. Well, I don't think she's saying here, Abs, that these companies are going to work with Ripple. She's just saying- No, 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 no. That's not what she's saying. And I never said that. I'm I'm saying the underlying meaning here is look who she left off the list. MoneyGram is one of the most powerful money transmitters on the planet. It's a competitor where Exactly. So Mo- MoneyGram dumped Ripple. Remember, they were partners. So that's why I'm stating this, so that we can look at it a little bit deeper and be like, okay, well, let's think about why she chose these four companies. And I'm not saying that these companies, because Bank of America is not on this list. They're publicly a Ripple partner. So I'm not saying these are Ripple partners. Yeah. What I'm saying is maybe these aren't the enemies because MoneyGram is not on this list. And from anybody who knows about the background knowledge there, MoneyGram is sort of an enemy of Ripple in some weird way, shape, or form. So I'd like to give you the floor, Johnny, before we close it out with some more cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, I forgot kind of what I what I wanted to say there because I got distracted by this other comment about Revolut because Mario found this bank, Revolut, and we were using them for some. Now I forgot there was some limitations of what we could do there. And I don't remember what they were. Mario probably does, but um, but oh, I know what I was saying apps. Here's the one thing to pay attention: hundred percent in the beginning. These companies are all going to give this stuff away for free. That's how it works. They're going to give it away for free, right? In the beginning. And then at some point in time, you're going to all of a sudden, you're going to realize like you go to access your account. You're like, oh, I can't get in no more. Nope. You're going to have to pay. But that is the hook that you have to. That's how it works. I'll never forget when I got my first razor. I don't know if you know, because I don't know if they do that anymore. But Gillette used to send you a razor in the mail for free with two blades. Every 18 year old boy got one. Why? Brilliant. They were brilliant. They said, hey, we're going to give you the handle on two blades. You're going to use it. You're going to shave with it because you got it for free, right? And I was like, oh, my God, I shave with it. I was using that cheap bick. When you're 18 years, you can't afford it. I use that, that Gillette. I'm like, damn, this thing feels great. Abs, I've never used anything but Gillette again. They were brilliant by giving it away for free. I tried it out and do it. And by the way, we're doing the same thing. Try out Merlin. Free plug. Uh, <laughs> I was dying free. laughing because I'm no. like, we're giving away the playbook right now, guys. But with that being said, go try Merlin 30 days absolutely free because once you try it, you're going to love it. And that's the whole thing about Gillette. They're not saying they're they're forcing people to use their product. They know what they have is great. They give it to you for free because they know you're going to be hooked. Correct. I guess, listen, I don't think it's a, a bad thing to say we did the same thing with Merlin. It's a great product. So It's just it's just the way the world works. And, and, and all I'm saying is you are going to see the same thing happen. Andrew kind of touched on it. You're going to see the same thing happen in crypto. Everybody's going to get all these free apps and all these free services for a while. And then they're going to, cause that's how you get adoption. And then once that adoption grows and they got you hooked on the platform, then they're going to charge it. That's just how it works. Absolutely guys. And we got 505 live listeners joining us. Show us some love, smash that like button and get ready for this article. Cause this will be the last one of the show. We got a big update out of Japan yesterday. The global central bank of Japan initiates deployment of XRP for global payment solutions. So SBI remit has entered into a groundbreaking partnership with ripple and SBI ripple Asia signaling the launch of international remittance services powered by XRP. This strategic collaboration was announced by SBI Holdings chairman and CEO, Yashikata, I'll just take an L on that one. Yeah, there you go. Signifies a momentous leap forward in the ongoing transformation of global payment solutions. The XRP-based remittance service is scheduled to commence this month with the initial focus directed towards bank accounts in the Philippines, Vietnam, and Indonesia. The decision to prioritize these countries was a strategic move driven by substantial share of remittances routed to bank accounts in these regions, making them particularly conductive for the adoption of XRP. So 
Johnny, we only got like four minutes. I want to hear from everybody. Why don't we start off with your opinion? We'll kick it to Mario. Uh, actually, why don't we kick it to Mario first? Let's hear him. I talk all the time. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening here? Go ahead, Abs. You switch it. Okay, inside joke? <laughs> I'm not sure. Could you come to me with a question again, Abs? Let's go to cash flow, guys. You're killing me this morning. We're going to talk about this. This is SBI has announced they are leveraging Ripple for cross-border payments in the Philippines, Indonesia, and Vietnam. That's what we're breaking down right now. Now, the reason it's important is because this is a central bank of Japan, uh, which is in collaboration with SBI here. So with that being said, let's start with cash flow for joy. Don't, don't forget that Japan is already pretty experienced with XRP. You know, they are using it in, in national transfers. Or it, or it, I think already for a year or so. So so and then and probably also using uh, using XLM. So I'm um, not surprising me. So if you are familiar with something on a smaller scale, it's easier to 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 extend it in, in a what what bigger scale and more international. So uh, yeah, it, it, it's 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 no surprise to me. And you know this is also adoption, and it, it, it yeah it, it just continues. And uh, also this this this. Banks and companies they experienced the high fees because of the of the old system from the from the eighties. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. And yeah. we're moving from what do they say, Andrew? They always say we're moving from trust to truth. So it's pretty honest. The fact that SBI and Japan are ahead of this whole initiative. Anybody who knows anything about technology, Japan leads the charge. You go to these Japanese cities; they are some of the most technologically advanced cities in the market. Yeah. They're doing the same thing in finance here. So Johnny, why don't you just? Abs, when I was in China back in, oh, man, I don't know, 2015, 16, dude, they were using WeChat to pay for stuff with their phone. We didn't even know how to pay yet with our phone. And these guys, like, they're walking up, and I'm like, why is she using her phone to, to put it up against this thing? And, and boom, and then boom, she was paying the bill. You know, they were coming around at the restaurants with these with these uh, floating credit card payment machines. You know, you just, you don't go, they don't take your card away no more. They just come to you and you swipe your card and you're done, right? And then what do I see five years, five years later in America, you just start to see them. You know, this is a while back. But the point is, you're right. A lot of these, these Asian countries are way further advanced technologically than we are. But most people don't know that because they don't travel. Um, but it is so true. They're way ahead. And SBI has certainly been an XRP supporter from day one. I mean, Jesus Christ, they've loved XRP. They're one of its bigger biggest supporters out there and they're going to certainly put i'm no, not surprised at all that they're pushing and supporting the technology i mean it makes sense to me because they believe in it and and again like just like i just said they're usually more advanced than we are mario let's close it out with some thoughts from you we got the user poll today and we asked our listeners which token do you think will break all-time high first xrp or xlm well the results are in and they selected xrp as i believe over 72 percent of our users and the 389 votes selected xrp so i guess that's not a surprise but What's your reaction to close out the show? Yeah. Yeah, I voted XRP too. I, you know, we've got all, all the things are in the right place uh, going into 2024 or, or into the next bull run. We've got the clarity. We've got the partnerships. Ripple continues to move forward by creating products surrounding XRP, utilizing XRP. So I'm really hoping that we do get that all-time high. Like we discussed in the, in the show last week, it's that make or break moment for me. So I want to take my profits. That's it. Yep. He's out. That's it, make or break. <laughs> if it doesn't pump this time around, Mario's out. That's why we call it make or break, guys, because the reality is there's so many people in the community who feel the same way Mario does. It's like they've been around six years. They found out about the token in 2017. 
If we break all-time high, that is an exit opportunity a century for these people. And we already got 492 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And thank you for joining the show today. We're going to close this thing out the same way we always do by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Johnny. Thank you to Cashflow. And thank you to the Node Defender himself. We'll see you guys in 23 hours. And next week, I just want to remind people, I will be off all week. I'm not going to be here, but the team will be running the show. I love you guys. I'll see you in 2024. Have an amazing day.